Picture this. Lord Danto, the most powerful man in the island nation of Akamoros. He sits with his entourage in the VIP box above a raucous state event, but he is not watching the marchers or the flag bearers. His full interest is focused upon his guest, Stella Rosa Legrand. He pierces her with his gaze, a gaze that comes from a face perhaps ten years younger than when last she saw it. His mouth is stained with blood as he sips from a goblet, waiting for her to explain herself. Yeah, the shrimp pear is pretty good. (laughs) I love you, Chris. (laughs) Three missed appointments in one week. Legrand, what will the people say? I think you're kind of getting upset over nothing right now. (laughs) The people are already in your corner. That battle's already won. It's all about keeping up appearances. And sure, I could show up more often, but I have work to do on my end. I'm making sure that the most essential elements are covered while I focus on my thing. It's how I've kind of learned to live life, managing a lot of problems at once. I have learned a lesson or two in my time, too, Stellarosa. I once ruled an entire kingdom, me and my partner. And let me tell you, that battle is never won permanently. It is a constant vigil against the whims of the populace. I assume you're familiar with the concept of the carrot and the stick? I'm familiar with a lot of parables and idioms. (laughs) I have plenty if you want to go over them right now and try to find a way to apply it to our situation. I just want to be clear. You are the carrot and I am the stick. And if you withhold the reward, the people will see the stick as too cruel and oppressive and they will revolt They will hire a vampire hunter or whatever it is they do, and I cannot abide it again. I need you to hold up your end of the deal. Maybe the stick should wear a bow tie and make him more pleasant for people to look at, you know? (sighs) Yeah, at this, you see that he kind of throws back the, the rest of the blood in the goblet, and he actually looks even younger than he did previously, like just at the beginning of this conversation. And he says, my appearance is not the issue here. I just need the appearance of your complicity. Do you understand? It doesn't matter if you hate me in private. I don't care what you're up to with your puzzle box. I just need you to go out there to tell the people what they need to hear. I understand a lot of things, Danto. (laughs) Probably more than you can realize. You'll get yours. But I came here for a reason, too. Lord Danto motions to one of the guards that's in his entourage. And you, you've seen these guys before. They're not just regular guards in medieval armor. This is his secret police squad of the Order of the Merciful Sword, the religious order that he has corrupted. And they are dressed in what can only be described as paladin crossed with plague doctor uniform because they are vampires as well. And to be protected from the sun their uniforms had to be modified. So they're all white, gleaming armor, like your average paladin, but they also have additions like masks and gloves, and they can't have any exposed skin. So even though it's friendly, clean white, it's 
weird and off-putting the way they kind of look like masked slasher villains now. And when he gestures to one of them, they kind of step up and put their hands on their sword hilts, not actually threatening you, but just, you know, a power move. And Lord Danto says, I would think carefully about your response to this question. What is so important about that box that you attend to it instead of my needs? Dante, there's no need for this sort of show of force. We're friends here, you know? There's Look, this box is important to me. It's something that I need to do. A mistake I need to correct. That's that's all it is, all right? I'm still here to help you with everything you're trying to like build here. I think this is all something where we'll both benefit massively from what we get as an end result. There's no need to do this show of force anything like that have another glass of blood stella are you familiar with the concept of the panopticon in character yes (laughs) (laughs) it's an idea for a prison design instead of filling your prison with dozens of guards all of whom can be corrupted and tricked and hidden from you have one central tower with one guard inside but the prisoners can't tell where he's looking. And in that way, everyone in the entire prison behaves themselves because they don't know if they're being watched at the time. Now, no one's ever built one of these, but I like to think that in addition to the carrot and stick, it is helpful to employ the basic idea of the panopticon. If the people see that someone can get away with defying me, then they think the tower is empty. Which is why it's important for anyone who steps out of line to meet the stick. That way they know the tower is still manned. And then they behave themselves. You do love your metaphors. (laughs) Yes, you have made yourself very clear. Lord Danto. I'm glad. You pick up a lot of metaphors when you're as old as I am. And also, you learn from your mistakes. And there was a time when I, like you, thought you could just win a PR battle and hold on to things forever. But my good friend, Raven Stern, taught me that you cannot be complacent. You must constantly be vigilant in watching over your prisoners, as it were. And at this point, he stands up and kind of walks to the end of the VIP booth and he holds up a hand and the crowd goes silent. And he says, I'm glad you all could be here today to witness, finally, sweet justice for a terrible crime committed against your Lord. Now, I won't waste all of your precious time. I'm sure all of you have productive uses you could put your day to. And I'm happy to let you go about that. But I'm glad also that we could all be together as a family to see this through. And then he gestures to one of the plague doctor knights, the Order of the Merciful Sword vampire, who is manning the gibbet. And he throws the switch and Raven's stern is hung in the town square. Dark. Um... I was contemplating the idea of just noting that Stella Rosa is flipping through her spell book around that point, and you notice that her eyes uh, will very briefly land upon one spell, uh, which is uh, Sunbeam, 
just as a sort of uh, note out there that she has contingencies in place. Ooh, I like that. So after he does this cool show of force to show what happens to people who <laughs> betrays, not the word, people who even inconvenience Lord Danto, he turns back to Stella Rosa to see if she is impressed and you're flipping through your spell book. So Stella will sort of sense that somebody that he's staring <laughs> at her and she will bring her eyes up and she's going to say, Odonto, don't don't take any offense to that. <laughs> I, through my youth, had to learn to absorb as much information as possible with all of my senses. So I get everything that you're going for right there. And that was quite the display of force. I think everybody here, if you listen to that crowd, they seem to know who their master is. <laughs> he looks around and everyone is definitely clapping and like hooting and hollering. The, the rabble do love a good hanging. <laughs> and he walks over to you as you, I guess, close your spell book and kind of hide it away. And he puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, as long as you understand our arrangement, I will be willing to overlook certain things. Now head back to your garden, little carrot. <laughs> oh, okay. But next time, come up with a new metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sassy. <laughs> oh but can i can i get some uh the, i'm just gonna take some of the strip for the way home <laughs> last time on base funk what the gods are actually intervening on is that you were about to lose four character levels. And so that doesn't happen. And also on top of that, your sword is now radiant damage based. I had a whole speech prepared <laughs> about how Roland gave me this shield because he wanted me to know how he was proud of what I was doing. And he wanted me to do what I thought was right. And I'm giving you the shield now because I think it's more important for you to know that because I found what my purpose is, but I want you to have some notion that people believe in you and that you can do great things. All right, so I'm going to go take a mirror uh, up to the roof, get some some juice from the orb, make a few tweaks so you guys can go do your stuff, and then... I'm planning on leaving this mirror with you. I'm not planning on taking it down. Your first act is to walk over to your new house and recruit a skeleton from amongst the, the gardening staff and just bring him with you. Yes, and I'm going to real dapper, and his name is Theodore now. While at home, you're unambushable because of skeletons, but wherever you are, you're unambushable because of Perry Mason. I'm going to try and take the barrier down. <laughs> I'm working with Asriel to put up a new barrier. So as soon as that one comes down, the people who want to leave, including Ganny, leave, there'll be a new barrier up. A puddle slithers into the room. Hello, please do not drown me. Team Evil on three. One, two, three. Team Evil. <laughs> no, say it like you mean it. Team Evil. Not even a hurricane will stop will stop Austin from like recording this on a weekly basis. Ah, uh, yes, you see, Austin exclusively has the power to turn on the electricity in my house. I can. I could feel it, and he was delaying until just less than an hour ago to pull that trigger, so...
I've never missed an episode, and I'll, I won't do it as long as I have the physical capability. I will record from a hospital bed me reading poems, and I'll put that in the feed <laughs> if that's what it takes. <laughs> try, try to stop me. It's the it's the one person Austin show. He'll have like little sock puppets. They will hold physically that use them to speak into the microphone, and it'll be a precious show. You think I won't, but people often say that, oh, like, oh, I wonder how Claire interacts with the lilies. I'd love to see that. And like, I'll, I'll, if you guys don't, if everyone bailed on me, I could do an episode of NPCs talking to NPCs. I just don't want to do it during a normal episode because I did once had one NPC say a sentence to another one and I, people were very angry at me. I mean, like, I, I saw that you got like crucified over that. Just like <laughs> people just say like, this show is just Austin satisfying his own ego his own show with his own NPCs talking with themselves. If you want to find D&D podcasts where NPCs have very long conversations with each other, you can find them. They're not hard to find. No, they're not at all. <laughs> at some point, me and Laura will have to record a separate thing just talking about like the Adventure Zone, which I love very much, but we, which includes like 10 to 15 minute monologues, with, which are just the DM talking. I love the Adventure Zone, but there <laughs> are good chunks that are just the DM talking or the DM having a conversation with another character the DM also voices. And they're wonderful conversations, but they are also two NPCs having long conversations. Don't think we've ever had a 15-minute one on this show. Shout out to Griffin, I killed you in Bloodborne, it was good. Uh, do you guys want to <laughs> start the show? Uh, sure, it's not like we got anything big maybe happen in this episode. Of course not. Speaking of big... Um, there's a lot of places we could start that could potentially be explosive. Did anybody want to jump in before I end the sentence and t t call dibs on it? I'll do it. All right, dibs have been called. What's Theodora up to? Uh, well, she's at her spooky house. It's very spooky. Yeah, I think she's asleep. Exciting opening. <laughs> Listen, we have plans. I have on the roll 20 recreated Azrael's chessboard of the two sides of this conflict. I'm sorry, audience, you can't see it, although we're going to constantly say it over and over again, so I hope it comes through. But in your house right now, Theodora, is Azrael, the Mind Flayer, uh, the Rocks, Robin Rock and Claudia Rock, although they're still moving in, so they might not be there at the moment, and also the Stalker, <laughs> the Water Spirit thing. It's the soul of a boy you murdered <laughs> who has come for revenge, and... Where we're going to start is you're in bed sleeping and you wake up and standing over you is water in the form of a person you murdered. And it's staring down at you with its blank, non-existent face and not moving and just staring. I'm going to plant at him. You're going to say objection. <laughs> you get my bed all drippy. No, it's, it's so much worse. I'm going to go, don't you disrespect me, little man. Don't you derogate or deride. You're in my world now, not your world. And I've got friends on the other side. And the skeletons come in and they go, she's got friends on the other side. Except they can't sing, so I do it. <laughs> <laughs> How much of this week have you been planning for this moment? <laughs> the entire the entire week. <laughs> one second, one second here. Ah. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's Disney's lawyers on the line. We're in trouble, guys. <laughs> Ow, that hurt. Nice. <laughs> All right, so you have uh, skeletons at your disposal. The stalker won't harm you while you're in your house, but it is pretty clear that this alliance is tenuous and that it's basically just picking its moment to kill you if you don't hurry up and give it what it wants. Yeah. I just want to be clear about that. Yeah. It's not your friend. Yeah, I, I know. 
it's from you know you murdered this person in the Feywild, so it's an elf or an Eladrin of some sort, like an exorcist creepy kid thing almost, but made out of water and has no face, and it's just gonna follow you around your house. Ugh. How do you feel about the decisions you've made so far? I mean, I mean, I have an army of skeletons who do musicals with me, so I mean, uh huh, isn't that all anybody ever wants? So I'm pretty, I'm, I'm okay, I'm pretty cool with it. Sacrifices have to be made. Yeah. What's your first plan? For the day, because Azrael has been egging you on to get your hands dirty. I don't know if you're ready for that. What are you ready for? Um, I'm not ready to get my hands dirty yet. I actually want to go talk to Ishmael. All right. So you're going to go over to Ishmael Blood Mountains. I almost said house. He just kind of lives under a hill with his dog and his cat. He's smoking out when you find him. Uh, he always is <laughs> if he's awake. He says, hey, hey, Dora, uh, what's, what's up? Hey, I got a kind of an important thing to talk to you about oh it's gonna be heavy it's gonna be one of those oh it's gonna be real heavy dude sorry oh hopefully you won't be like mad at me and like squash me or something but i hope it doesn't come to that i really don't want to stand up (laughs) all right so i'm gonna explain to him all the barrier shit how it works oh i hated that entire explanation it was very bad (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm really like yeah so here's the thing I want to bring the barrier down for many reasons. Now, hold on. Don't, don't. Just keep your chill. <laughs> uh, keep hitting that dank, that dank, dank herb. Um, and listen to my explanation, yo. Because I really don't want to leave Ilium. I like the barrier. I have uh, relationships and a cool mansion and a lot of power. And I like it. <laughs> you're, re- you're really making this about you, huh? I do that a lot. My bad. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm just saying I don't want to leave either. And I also don't want all the people who came here to get away to be like chased down or whatever. So here's what I am working on right now is I am going to take the barrier down so that my cool eyeball god doesn't murder everything and everyone I love. And also the people who are stuck that want to leave can leave. But I am working on making a new barrier. So as soon as I take the other one down, I'll put a new one up. And so I'm just here to try to kind of get you on my level get you you don't have to be on my side but maybe don't fight against me because i am working to like keep y'all's interests you know as well persuasion check god if she botches this i'm borderline hoping for oh no yes (laughs) oh i botched (laughs) yes Uh, I, I'm just loving the fact that last episode we had a string of botches yeah. and we just continuing into this episode. Botch, 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 botch. Everything's great. Uh, Ishmael Blood Mountain picks you up and overhand tosses you as hard as he can away from him. <laughs> can I gaseous, uh, gaseous form in the middle of that toss? Yeah. He, I mean, he throws you at like as hard as a, a stone giant can, which is enough to turn you into jelly if you hit something, but you can both fly and turn into mist, so there's no universe in which you need to roll to survive this. Oh, then I'm not going to gaseous worm. I'll just fly, so I don't waste a spell slot. Yeah, you're flying at lethal speeds through the air, and you just turn on levitation, and you're fine. I just wanted to get that image in there that he, like, you were like, okay, I'm going to try to ruin your life. Hear me out. And he's like, or I could kill you now. Oh, well. You're flying high above Ilium now. Well, gosh darn it. I'm really surprised because last episode I went into the t- the conversation with the rocks convinced that you were going to have to choose between them or your plan. The words were in my mouth like it's either Gonador or us, Dora, and you somehow got them both. But you can't win them all. That's okay. I have other people. I'm going to put Ishmael 
on Zoe's side. Woohoo! I didn't have to do anything. Gosh dang it. <laughs> I mean, he was leaning in your direction anyway, but there has to be consequences for botches, especially on important roles like that. So who's next? I'm up for going next. Awesome. Veltari, you just sort of repaired your bridge with Wolf. You guys aren't BFFs anymore, but he is no longer out for blood. What do you do after that conversation? Uh, Veltari is continuing the road of I need to talk to various people to, you know, get my affairs in order before I go potentially trap myself forever in a mirror prison. So uh, today I'm going to go talk to Carrie. We all knew this was coming. The question is, where do you meet her? Because you're not allowed in her house anymore. So you sent her a magic mouth gram to tell her you were okay. I'm going to just, like, get as close to Tarsis as possible and try and look through a window and just, like, wave a bit and, like, motion my hand as if it's like, hey, 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 are you, are you working right now? Ah, you should come out here. <laughs> I hope you're not working. You Are you working? Come on out. <laughs> All right, so she tops up everybody's drinks and runs outside to talk to you quickly. Uh, she says, oh, hey, uh, I got to I gotta get back, but uh, what, what's up? Are you okay? I saw you take a header off the stairs. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm okay, but um, when, when do you finish work today? Time is weird here, but... Uh... <laughs> when are you finish today? Do you mind if we, if we meet up back at my place? I, uh, I, I need to talk some stuff through with you. That's ominous. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a weird one, but um, I've been hearing rumors that Zoe's gonna do something. She had a big conversation with Claire, and I don't know, like people are talking. It's gonna take me too long to do this to do this now. <laughs> Come round after work, but I know what she's planning to do. I'm gonna fill you in. <laughs> oh, you're gonna fill me in, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But um. <laughs> uh oh, that's not good. You usually love these. You joked about me getting mutilated. <laughs> yeah, not... I, yeah, that I did. Um, look, there are ways to get out of this barrier. It's going to take some time to run down. When you're done with work, we need to chat about this barrier. All right, I'll be over as soon as I can. We may, I don't know. Maybe something happens. Maybe all the bottles get smashed and I have to leave early. Who knows? <laughs> oh, what a what a shame that would be. It would be like the third time <laughs> since you've shown up. Anyway. <laughs> I'll see you later. Oh, God damn it. Get get out of there. <laughs> she like, runs back inside as people are like reaching over the bar. <laughs> uh, so at this point, I just go back to uh, the avant-garde headquarters to uh, to wait for Carrie. Just, you know, nothing particular planned until then. It's worth noting that Winifred is there and he kind of looks sad. He's just kind of sitting in a tentacle pile on his desk. Hey, uh, Winnie, what, what's up? Oh, hey, Veltari. Uh... Dora left. She she left. She moved into her spooky skeleton house. I honestly can't say I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> she does love spooky stuff. Look, has she has she talked to you about what's what's going on at all? Did she explain much before she left? It was all very vague and foreboding. You deserve a bit more than vagueness. Um, <laughs> after all all the help you've given us. Um. So you're going to explain it to Winifred off screen? <laughs> I explained to him fully like what the barrier is and what's going on now. Okay, so I think at this point like we can just do a montage of people calling people in a split screen and then they have they call two friends and then they call two friends <laughs> and like pretty soon everyone in town knows. So there was a version of this campaign where you guys kept it a secret and that could have been interesting, but this is also going to be pretty great. 
In terms of the everyone knowing thing, can we leave Carrie not yet on the knowing pile? Just yeah. Oh, sure. That's the end of the montage, right? You have the montage of everyone else finding out except the last one. <laughs> yeah, and she's gonna walk over to your house when we cut back to you, and then that'll be the last one. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what's up, Winnie. Yeah, a lot of people are making a lot of tough choices right now. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm probably gonna be trapped here forever then. Why do you say that? Be- because I. I was really selfish, and I left all of my friends try to float around and find good vibes. And it was just, I was only thinking about me and what I wanted. You, you've met me, right? <laughs> I am an infinitely shittier person than you'll ever be, and, like, I'm hoping I can just walk through that barrier eventually, so, like... <laughs> it's not a competition, Veltari. <laughs> I just like this idea of, like, Winnie responding to her, like, say... Okay, that's bad language. You get a timeout. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'll I'll think about that when I'm in the uh the the, the guilt prison. But uh, if you want to get out of this place, I reckon you can get out of this place. Like I don't think this place could trap you if you wanted to stay. I bumped into a gnome one time, and I still think about it sometimes because I feel bad. I don't like. What if what if he was late for his appointment because he had to stop because I bumped him, and then he got fired from his job, and then his family left him, and then you don't know. Hey, hey. You don't know. You affect people. I understand how you feel, Winnie. I I struggle with similar thoughts like this sometimes. Uh, there's this great great word called catastrophizing for what you're doing, and it's never fun thinking of the worst case scenario for everything. But like, I, if there's one thing I know about you, it's that you'd never intentionally hurt anyone. You know, accidents happen. Accidents aren't something you need to feel guilt for. They're not things that you went at, that you chose to do wrong. I chose to do things that were bad to people. You know, that's things you gotta you gotta process. But you're you're lovely, Winnie. And if any, if if anyone's ever been hurt accidentally by anything you've done, I promise you that like if they knew you, they would know that you'd never hurt a fly if you if you could help it. That's really nice of you to say. I mean, people say nice stuff to me, and then I still feel that way. It's like it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. I just feel bad, and I can't control it. Controlling feeling bad is something that's hard to do by yourself. I've spent most of my life blaming myself for things that I could never have controlled. Like, I I still blame myself for the fact that, like, my dad was gone before I was born. Like... No way I could have changed that. I was I was an infant. That is beyond infant's capabilities, but things don't have to make sense for you to blame yourself for them. But, you know, e- even if you don't believe it, I believe that you are wonderful. Aw, thanks, Veltari. Yeah, it's nothing. It's all good. I'm sure you'll do it. You'll get out. I I keep flip-flopping back and forth on whether whether this is going to happen because you know I am number one break people out of prison person in all of Ilium so you know I should be able to do it but also I've been a pretty shit person for a pretty long time so uh yeah they're very complex you have layers like an ogre oh like an ogre do they in in Ilium also have layers oh you haven't met layers Jeff 
<laughs> I have not met Leia's, Leia's Jeff. Does he by any chance have a cute quadrupedal bite, uh, like sidekick? <laughs> One who prefers parfaits. You guys missed an entire subplot that was just Shrek. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should have tried harder. Survival checks. You gotta remember your survival checks to find Shrek. Uh. <laughs> the absolute disgust in Skitch's voice. Sustains yeah, me. yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a certain degree, but. You know, somebody once told me, you know. <laughs> but, uh, Winnie, like, I don't know what you want, whether you want to stay here or whether you want to leave Ilium at some point, but if you want to leave, me and Roland are going to try. And you're welcome to try and come with us if that's what you want. And if not, I hope you'll be okay. You could deserve better than a lot of what this town's going to throw at you. I have to think about it because I, I, I want to be with my friends because you guys make it easier to deal with all the bad stuff and th- those feelings. And, but I also want to help people. I feel like I do a lot of good here, but I don't know. Yeah, life life is tough. <laughs> uh, life's not that simple. Theme song. Anyway. <laughs> uh, just as, as I'm, I'm going to go up to my room as, as a heads up, uh, Carrie's coming over in a bit, so just like don't be alarmed if she turns up. Okay, should I get out the candles and the, or is it a and the massage oil? If if things go well, maybe 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 I'll uh, I'll, I'll shout pineapple and uh, give give you a call. But uh, yeah, don't know don't know if it's gonna go that well yet. I'll go prepare the emergency romance basket. Ah, uh, you're the best, Winnie. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so that's the scene we just did on our show. <laughs> I, I, I had this small idea, something for Roland to do, but it's very inconsequential. Basically, making sure that uh, Winnie gets as many good vibes off of Roland as he can before uh, Roland ends up going into the mirror with Valtari. But I just like the idea of you just hanging out with Winnie and just because that's what he wants. He just wants to hang out with his friends, right? And that's probably where Roland's going to be spending most of his time. As Veltari leaves uh, to go upstairs, Roland comes down from upstairs, you know, notices Winnie and just proceeds to hang out with him for a bit. Aw, I love these good friends. Chris, you've been awfully quiet. You're very, uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Polite? Thoughtful? You're always trying to let everyone else go first, even though we're all dying to know what you're up to. <laughs> Plotting is really what I'm doing. No, uh, scheming. So uh, one thing that Zoe wants to do is sort of, I guess, her her big thing for the day thus far would be to go see Sylvia. Noice. All right, you go over to Sylvia's house. She is baking cookies. <laughs> she's uh, she's like, oh hey, you guys have come over in a while. I would have I made more. I didn't check to see if I was gonna have company today. That's that's on me. <laughs> I'm a fortune teller. <laughs> I gotta really take the initiative on those things. What's up? Uh, hey Sylvia, how are you doing? And uh, uh, Zoe will. Uh, uh, summon Fat Boy Slim essentially, so that she can give uh, Fat Boy Slim belly uh, belly scratches. Aw, lovely. Yeah, and she lets you pet uh, her cockatrice, whose name is Richard. And I, what I think is still an underappreciated joke, but it's whatever. It's fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys, you guys pet your ghosts, and she says, uh, "I heard you guys have been up to some stuff. A lot of weird rumors." Yeah. Um. So. I guess I kind of want to talk to you about those and just see what you think about it. I don't know how much you've heard or how much is accurate. I know how telephone goes, you know, starts with like one person saying one thing and then it always ends up purple monkey dishwasher. So 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Telephone from the ancient orc word. <laughs> yes. Well, we have freezers. I thought telephone maybe would be a synonymous <laughs> word at this point. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> In some regions, perhaps. You know how that game say one thing to one person, then they try to repeat it to the next. It's a really long name, and it's not very catchy. They should come up with a quicker name for that game. Oh, well, someday. One day. Uh, but how are you? <laughs> what, what, do you what do you know about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that the avant-garde are saying they can take down the barrier, but you haven't done it yet, which is weird. So uh, some people don't believe it. Well, that's uh, kind of a big simplification of things, and also not entirely accurate either. So... Technically, anybody could take down the barrier if they want, but taking down the barrier is a one-time thing. Once it goes down, it can't go back up, and there sounds like there's kind of some other, I don't know, bad stuff that'll happen. Something about an outer wheel and gods I didn't really get, but... <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that it's a character who just doesn't care about the lore. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, all this... <laughs> god stuff come on i want to hang out with my cool magician friend targaryens what who cares <laughs> <laughs> someone get dava seaworth some fun and happiness oh can i just have a beach episode please i really do need one uh, <laughs> the thing so yeah if the barrier goes down then it can't go back up and i know there are a lot of people in town who came to ilium kind of to try to find a sanctuary is is that why you came to Ilium? I know you had some issues with the Shadar Kai because of the the spells you you started using, but yeah, the Shadar Kai believe in predestination, like everything happens for a reason and you can't really change it, and that's why we value scars because they're like just parts of your journey that are inevitable, and my magic is Blasphemous is a strong word. Uh, <laughs> I do things that change the way things are, and that's not kosher. And so it was either stop or leave, and I chose to leave, and now I can never see my friends or family again. But thanks to you guys, I have everything I could ever want, and I have friends, and it's... I mean, I like it here. It sounds like if you guys take down the barrier, things are going to change, which, I don't know, change is always scary, but it sounds extra scary for me because of my situation. I, I assume... This is what you're asking about. I'm kind of going off on my own thing now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'll give her a hug if she's, it sounds like she's getting upset or I didn't know if Austin was just running out of breath. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Listen, you got to use that energy. That's acting. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, no, Zoe will like give her a hug and just say, I, I think people are getting the impression that we're going around trying to recruit people, but that's not my intention at all. I don't want to force anybody to do something that they don't want to do i just want to know what people want and i guess understand everyone a little bit better i mean i can see a universe in like 50 years where i'd like want to go and see the sights and like travel or something and i couldn't and that would be kind of a bummer but for the most part i would I think I want to stay here. It's it's like one of the things where the grass is always greener. You know, you're always like, oh, man, if only I could move to the big city and become a chef. <laughs> like, that'd be, that'd be nice. But, like, my life here is good. And I have friends. So if you took that away and then I ended up begging on the street somewhere, I would probably resent you <laughs> in hindsight. Sorry, that came off as, like, judgy. <laughs> No, I, 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 I'm not trying to take anything from anyone. In fact, uh, I think when we first met you, you, you mentioned trying out for the lilies at one point, but you didn't get in. 
have you tried trying out for them again since the, uh, well, change in leadership? Oh, no, I mean, I'm a millionaire now, so I haven't, I don't really need that kind of validation anymore. <laughs> oh, I just thought maybe they could use a cook. You have such good food. I thought, you know, it might be cool to share it with the, the people of Ilium. Yeah. Huh. I hadn't really thought of that. That's interesting. You could also, like, give fortune tellings or things like that if that was what you're interested in. <laughs> you know what? I think you're the first person who's visited me in, like, weeks who hasn't just asked for a ghost or, like, who they're going to bang. So this is refreshing. <laughs> As you see, like Zoe, like pulling, like folding a list to put in her back pocket afterwards. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll wait for next week on that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sylvia, I was uh, kind of curious, actually, about fortune telling. Not, not that I want a reading, but I kind of, I don't know. I started looking in a little bit to what you were doing with the the different cards and the the way they represent people, because I'm the the fortune right yeah the wheel of fortune it's i mean the wild magic i'm sure you could have figured it out you're smart <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not really but that one was pretty easy to get uh-huh there were a few that we didn't find out who they were though and uh i kind of <laughs> tried to figure some of them out but i'm not really good at symbolism stuff so i don't think i got many right Chris is like, Austin, could you just open up the doc on your <laughs> desktop that says what everyone's tarot is and just read it on air? Uh, no, she has uh, a couple suggestions out there because there's quite a few we didn't know the answer to. Mm -hmm. uh, so one she's going to throw out there immediately, she's going to be like, so if everyone in Ilium probably has a card with them, then you'd be the magician, right? Because everything you do involves magic. You cook with it. You make your house with it. Your entire house is kind of like filled with an aura of magic. Yep. <laughs> one for one. Nailed it. Touchdown. <laughs> you see Zoe like <laughs> mark her hand like, yes. Yes. Like a, one of those fat tip chisel tip markers. Like, yes. <laughs> Austin had to check his doc real quick for an answer just because he didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another one I wasn't entirely sure about, though, was um, the chariot, I think, might be Winnie, uh, the flump that is our helper friend. Uh, nope. Uh, chariot is Penny. Chariot is uh, like someone who leads the, the race, wins the competition, and they're, they're not like a leader necessarily, but they, they come out on top. I guess also there was Temperance, which I don't know. I, I guess Carrie, ironically. I don't know. That one I was kind of unsure on. Uh, she she thinks about it and says, I don't think I've ever pulled temperance on anyone in here. Huh. You guys, you mentioned Winnie. Winnie's justice. Aww. Contrasting to Warden Light, who is judgment. Judgment and justice sound like the same thing, but there's an important nuance there to really, if you want to think about it. One of those nuances is that Light doesn't take up like the entire board on roll 20, but Winnie does. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess the two that i'm really most curious about then have you ever pulled death or the world oh yeah the world came up during your guys's uh adventure to find the the guy who killed lyra i i thought it was garrick the great but he turned out to be dead and when you're dead your story's over so you don't have one so i guess when i told you you had to find the world to solve the mystery of garrick the great really what i was leading you to was Azrael. Oh, huh. The powerful person with knowledge beyond the mortal realm. 
Because he's from space. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh, what about death then? Do we have do we have a sassy uh, doctor in town who makes questionable <laughs> medicine that you have to drink all the time? Persona jokes. Yeah, uh, might as well. The death is the ending of something when something when something finishes up, and I think it was Lyra. If you had met her and like asked about her before she died. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess I could just go one by one asking about the rest of them, but that seems like it would take a really long time. So. <laughs> I don't think there's a reason to force that so much. I guess uh, what I mainly wanted to come here for was kind of just to know a little bit more about what you were like, Sylvia, and where you kind of stand on everything. And if there any there is anything I can do, I'd want to help. I don't have as strong feelings as some people here. And if you took it down, I wouldn't like come f- or if anyone took it down, I wouldn't like hunt them down that's not the kind of person i am but i would probably just silently resent that person (laughs) forever so it's like a quiet anger like you know the people who always complain about like the way the world is but never do anything (laughs) like that yeah um so about that uh and so he's gonna just kind of quickly explain the whole if you want to leave ilium on your own accepting your guilt is the way to do it thing Mm -hmm. Uh, just get back so if that happens i mean i guess the barrier's down so i guess you won't need to but i guess it's just something to keep in mind that uh that seems to be one of the things i think that's keeping people here so if in like 50 years i want to go on a vacation to like lorelei or something i guess i just got to do some real deep soul searching and like really dig into my trauma and figure my stuff out and then i can go yeah i think that's that's kind of what it takes and i'd be more than willing to help you if i can it's like the saddest passport application ever. Yeah. Um, the Aurora's kind of a dick. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that, Zoe. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. I heard you're talking shit about me over here. <laughs> I'm going to put uh, Sylvia on Zoe's side, but it's a, it's a soft acceptance. <laughs> Here's the one thing Zoe wants to say to kind of finish this up. Mm-hmm. is uh, she's going to say, look, I don't know if when things or if things come to kind of like a fight or something like that, what your interest in that is. But if like being involved in something like that isn't something you're comfortable with, by all means, stay out of it and keep yourself safe. <laughs> you say that like you're giving me permission to be a coward and I appreciate that, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I probably was going to anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm a baker, not a fighter. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, it's only important to protect Ilium if we're actually protecting the people in it, and there's no point in trying to force people who don't want to fight into a fight. You know, I'm not good at explaining things. No, you did great. Come on. Who's, who's the hanged man? Uh, Carrie. Oh, that doesn't make sense to me, but I guess it does now. She was in a physically abusive space and she was going to very quickly go badly, but she has recently had character development and changing situations. Okay, cool. Now it makes a lot more sense. You're really wise, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> she was She was self... Anyway, I could go into the symbolism. It's fine. Also, you can change where you are in life's journey. She might not be the hangman anymore. That was just the last time I checked. So he's quietly in her mind wondering if she's changed at all, but then she's probably like, eh, probably just the same. Dog, you're lousy with wild magic still. 
Hey, I last time I did it, good things happened, and I resisted the urge to cast random spells last week. That's, I mean, fortune can jackpot as well as, what's the opposite of jackpot? Bankrupt? Pat Sajak, Wheel of Fortune. That's right. Uh, we have to move on before I ruin my show. <laughs> that's, that's all Zoe wanted. That's, she's good. She'll, she'll wish Sylvia goodbye and uh, head out. As you leave, she yells after you, Ishmael's the son. <laughs> huh. That makes sense. But he gets lit. That's all it means. I had Grace down for that. Yeah. Who? You met her. It's a snake girl with the, the teenager with the cool things. Oh, that's the moon. Anyway, we can do this all day. <laughs> I knew this document was going to come in handy. All right. So anybody else want to do a different scene before I fall into myself in self-indulgence and disappear? I am ready. Dora, you were just pretty viciously rejected. I, I bet you had a whole thing ready, and I'm sorry. I bet you had a really strong argument. No, it's Ishmael. okay. Uh, I remember somebody else I wanted to talk to. I'm going to go see Penny. Okay, you're allowed in Tarsus. <laughs> so you, I sure am. So you can just walk in. Yeah, everyone says, hi, Dora. Hey, y'all. Carrie says, we're closing up soon, so just letting you know. Uh, I have, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm talking to Penny. <laughs> I got Penny. I got Penny business, but... I may need to talk to you later, Carrie. Hit up my mansion later if you're free. Uh, have fun, P-Biz. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Penny business. Excuse me? Penny business. P-Biz. Yeah, how long have you been in this town for? Everyone knows what P-Biz means. Jeez. Yeah, we, were you not aware that, like, you know, Carrie occasionally has P-Biz? Everyone's got P-Biz from time to time, Dora. It's okay, so they to be embarrassed about. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm going to go over to the shop and go, Penny, baby, it's me, Dora. Hey, Dora, you got Peebus? <laughs> I always got Peebus. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, I'm going to close the door behind me uh-huh. and lock it. Okay, well, slightly <laughs> ominous. Now, um, I don't know if Zoe's been in here lately, but if I know Zoe, probably. Oh, is that a question? Yeah, Zoe was down here talking to Claire earlier. Yeah, that does sound like her. Now, do you know anything about that conversation? Were you informed? Did you eavesdrop? I know how you like to eavesdrop. I mean, I've I heard the rumors that you guys figured out how to get out, but Claire is sitting it out for now. But she's got a shield. I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know. Go on. Here's the thing. I'm going to explain to her how it works. Mm-hmm. I am trying to take down the barrier because Ganny wants me to. And also, I think it's kind of bullshit to leave all the people who can't deal with their guilt trapped here. Because not everyone can do it. I I need powerful people on my side. And the way I see it, you're the most powerful one in the lilies. Claire may be the leader, but I mean, what does she know? And I feel like we've all known that you're kind of the real mastermind here. I would like you on my team. Now, what, now I know you have a cushy and all that shit. I don't want to leave Ilium. So my plan is to take down the barrier for Ganny, because he loves it. Let everyone leave who wants to leave. And then I'm going to put another barrier back up. I will be greatly rewarded. I already have a mansion full of skeletons, like a skeleton army. So there's an advantage there. I have some other powerful dope folks on my side. I think you would be a great addition to the team. Okay, so first roll persuasion to get the tone of this scene. Because she has an answer, but I want to know how she's going to deliver it. Nine? What the fuck? Wow. (laughs) Uh, Penny says, well, I have a boss. (laughs) I answered to Claire. Claire says we're not doing anything right now. So we're not doing anything right now. I'm not going to betray her. I don't answer to Gondor. We answer 
to uh, Zarael, who is also very spooky. <laughs> like, I know you're, you you think your guys like tough and cool and. Eyeballs are very stabbable, Dora. No, no, I get what you're saying, but doesn't your boss want to know what the bear is? I know what the barrier is. I can tell him what the barrier is. Everyone knows, Dora. It's it, Well, everyone knows now. It's spreading like wildfire. You're losing your leverage by the second. <laughs> Ugh. I just don't see why you would follow Claire. Huh, okay. So this is going in a mutiny direction. Oh, yes. Which is a bad idea because I just rolled a nine, but hey, I already spoke. <laughs> Intimidation is what this is because she she needs to be more scared of you than she is of the, the hellish power structure. Yeah, because she's not just mutinying against Claire. It's against everything above it. Thirteen. Damn. Penny says, okay, so here's how things are. There is a ghostly scorpion on the back of your neck. I could kill you right now or... You can leave, and we can never talk about this again, and you could stop trying to get us to fight each other. Ah, yeah, you know, I get it. It was worth a try. I don't know who you think you are. I thought we were kind of, like, on cool terms, but apparently you helped your friend rob me, and now- Whoa, 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 whoa. I did not help her rob you. I was having mushrooms with you. I did not know she was going to do that. You came in- you're clearly plotting against Zoe. You can't be trusted. I'm not trying to plot against her. I'm going to try and convince her this is the best idea. Okay, well, let me convince you of the best idea. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, I had a really cool threat and everything. If you're just going to back off. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm gone. I know when I'm not wanted. <laughs> well, you took all the fun out of it for me. I was trying to look cool. Oh, honey. I have an army of skeletons. Wow, that's, that's, really, that's really fucking cold, man. <laughs> I was... I want that scene to end with all the skeletons popping into the door of Tarsus and they're all like, welcome to the WB. <laughs> I really need somebody else to roll because what the fuck? Hey, you're the one. You're the one with the plan. I mean, Dora can start trying to do things by force if she wants, but if, uh, if she's going to do things with charisma, she has to roll better. No, I know. I'm saying I want to see somebody else roll shitty too. <laughs> so are you going to hoof it out of Tarsus? You've kind of just ruined your reputation. There. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm out. Nice. <laughs> if it was Lady Nim, I would give a fuck, but I'm not scared of Claire. All right. Who is next? Is it time for my time with Carrie? Oh, God, I hope so. I was. I thought we were going to get there earlier. I thought I was going to be like, all right, where do you guys want to start? And you were going to be like, date night, date night, date night. Yeah, no, I, I, I was tempted to go into the date night route, but I'm like, I feel like it's a, it's a dick move to go date night. Oh, by the way. A tasteful meeting with only romantic subtext. It's romantic subtext of like, if we can work through this, I've got time later tonight if we get through this, but also like, I'm, I'm not putting all my, my eggs in the nice date night basket. All right. So you and Carrie are in your room. What do you say? This, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just going to try and get it all out here straight away um the tower is what's keeping the barrier up if the barrier comes down some shitty stuff's gonna happen to the planet uh for, for the audience we don't actually know what's gonna happen <laughs> that's it could be anything it could be puppies and rainbows 
Well, yeah, but I mean, that's as far as far as Veltari knows, based on what she's been told. Okay, I just I just want to be clear that that's not uh, absolutely 100% concrete fact. I feel like Veltari at this moment has no reason to doubt that like the next thing that's coming is bad. So like, yeah, here's here's the deal. To get that barrier gone would mean destroying the tower, but it might be replaced by something really bad. There are ways to leave Ilium without taking the barrier down, and that's kind of what I plan to do, but I know that that's... I don't know whether that's something that you're going to be able to do as well, because the way that it was explained to us is the the longer someone's been alive, the more difficult that option is, and, like, there's a war coming in Ilium regarding whether that tower gets destroyed or stays up. All right, so you explain how things work to Carrie, and she says, uh, listen, I'm willing to do just about anything to get out of here. I, I've been trapped for, I mean, it's only 50 years, but it's the beginning of eternity, and for an immortal person, and we know only too well how truly, truly long that is, and it's, it's horrifying in a way you can't imagine. So I would do anything to get out, I guess take up demolitions to figure out how to tower, take down a tower is not the worst thing I've ever heard. But if you're not, this is kind of hard to say, but I think we should be honest about us real quick because it sounds like you're not going to be the one who springs me if I get out. And I, we previously, we talked about us kind of like doing stuff together and the tone of this is not that. So I'm in a very different place to where I was when I came into William. Uh, I came into William very sort of me, 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 <laughs> and I fucked over a lot of people on the way here, and dealing, there are people I need to deal with outside of William to make up to certain people, and if I get out of here and I do the things I need to do, I fully intend to come back to William, and if this barrier is still up, I intend to come back and to to do what I can to help you get out, but I'm going to need to leave and, and help Roland to... Well, to make up for some stuff I, I did to him, and I'm aware that this would be me leaving Ilium, leaving leaving without you. And I know that's something I said I wouldn't do. I guess in the spirit of full disclosure, mm. if we're just being radically honest with each other, and I appreciate you not trying to, you know, make excuses and or just run off, because that would have been bad as well. Yeah. So I, I do like you. You're you're cool, and you're, you know, fun, and... yeah dangerous in a you know fun way um but i i you know i say that to everyone about the getting me out of here right yeah i i guessed like i'd be willing to do whatever it takes in telling every newcomer that like like hey sexy <laughs> hey big boy you want to try to spring me from this place like that's I'm, I'm, like, I'm also very aware, like, we went on, like, one, two dates, and, like, that's, that's it, like, you know, I, I'm under no impressions, but, like, it's rare that people like me. <laughs> I don't know how someone who looks like you has such low self-esteem. <laughs> it's bananas. Uh, you know, it's that whole being abandoned time and time again thing kind of eats away at you a little bit. You just gotta turn into that skid though, and make it that you don't care about anyone else, and so you're a total hedonist. Like I don't care what anyone thinks, but then suddenly I have to walk away from someone that seems to like me, and I'm like, oh no, self-esteem. 
Why are you here? Never catch feelings, Veltari. Yeah, you can't, no. You can't. They're contagious. I just felt like you needed to know. Like, I, I can give you a heads up that there are dangerous people in this town who are going to try and stop you. There are... <laughs> there are very dangerous people who are going to try and stop that tower being taken down, so... The idea that I could work real hard and get out is appealing, and obviously I, there's part of me wants that, that wants to try, but I have lived for so long, and I have... Saying I've ruined a lot of lives is such a comical understatement. Like, I've lived in cities for decades, tending bar every night, and every drink I served is some guy who gets into a fight and... <laughs> loses his job or gets put away or his family abandons him or it's you know one for the first step down some kind of cycle that hurts everyone that he knows it's i'm like a plague veltari and the idea that i could make that up in any kind of reasonable time is like i'll take a hammer to that tower before i get out the other way all all i can say about that like, from the brief time I've known you, is, yeah, sure, you sold them their poison, but if you didn't, someone else, like, any number of other people would have. Is that, is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's an out of character. That's a, f- a good question, right? Yeah, no. Because you can feel bad for things that aren't your fault, and you can not feel bad about things that totally are your fault. Carrie, just... <laughs> I'm not saying that booze didn't ruin these people's lives, but it's booze that ruined some of these people's lives. Like, they they chose to drink. It, it might have been addiction that kept them going. If someone's addicted to something, they're gonna get a hold of it, whether it's readily accessible or not. There are ways that you can get past. Like, if if that's a big source of your guilt, then I think it's maybe not as impossible to overcome as you might think and i should know i am the number one break people out of mirror prison person in all of ilium so uh you gotta shrink that down and get it on a business card viltari you keep saying it it's such a mouthful oh i know it's a mouthful but like you know it it feels like a grandiose title and i'm 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 quite enjoying having a grandiose title that isn't like best person at sneaking into town murdering someone and sneaking out before anyone noticed that i'm there I would just workshop it a bit, just be like, Mirror Lord, or... Oh, uh, Mirror, Mirror, uh, Prison Break Mirror Lord. <laughs> okay, you you always adding to it, you're, you're like a light novel. <laughs> I, I can't believe my mirror is so broken. What can I say? I have a flair for the dramatic, okay? I, I write angsty emo songs on a guitar, what do you expect? That's fair. If you wanted to try, I would enter a mirror and see what I could do to help you get out. And I would like that, the idea that you would come back for me. And I want to believe that that's true. I also, and I also, I guess, in the spirit of radical honesty and openness here that we're exploring, Dora approached me at work after you came by and said she had something to talk to me about. Yeah, she's going to want you to smash that in that tower, which is fair. If that's what you want to do, then... (sighs) Yeah, well, I'm putting the pieces together now, and it seems like... I am I'm stuck between holding on to the hope that you're going to swoop in and save me like a, a knight on a horse after I wait for you or I could help the anarchist burn this thing to the ground and run out through the flames which is kind of cool in a different way. I'm- in 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 the spirit of all honesty, 
I wouldn't wait around for me to come save me. <laughs> you know, I, my my track record doesn't, you know, bode well that I would come back. So, like, but see, that's what a trustworthy person would say. <laughs> you, you goofer. Whatever you do, take care of yourself, because because uh, no one else will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be rough if I don't see you. You were uh, you're pretty pretty badass. <laughs> both and together anyway oh exactly (laughs) i guess i'm gonna go hear dora out and i'll think about it i don't want to commit to anything but i would like it if you went off and did cool hero stuff and then came back and saved me but i'm also an adult who can save myself if i need to yeah so yeah that's that's fair also I'm an adult and not a grandma. Don't think of me that way. I know sometimes <laughs> mortals do when you start thinking about it too much. Please. Oh, I'm no. <laughs> I, I'm very surface level. I never really... <laughs> I don't stop to think about anything to, to, for too long. You know, if you, if you stop and think about things, feelings catch up. And like mm-hmm. that emotions are terrible things. Just keep, keep running. They'll never catch up. <laughs> that might be a solution to the whole guilt thing. I'm just going to be so shallow that I don't ever have to think about anything. <laughs> it's going to be great. Clear. I, I solved. I solved the, mir- the 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 problem. You just walk out the wall. Go. I guess I'll see you later. Or do you want me to stay? I have a meeting with Dora, but I don't know if you're busy or. I, I have nothing planned tonight, and it'd be, it'd be nice to spend the evening with you. Uh, I can be honest. I kind of, uh, I kind of assumed that like you know there's gonna be fire and brimstone and why the hell aren't you tearing down that tower chat so like you know I'm surprisingly free tonight. You start drinking. I think I'll be back. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll get the pre-drinks going and I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, start pre-gaming. All right, so Roland, you're still hanging out with uh, with Winnie. Uh, very very good friends. Yep. You guys want you want to do a chess roll? Eleven. Twenty-five. Oh, he says I let you in. <laughs> <laughs> no. we're gonna cut to her just being in dora's house i think you guys are probably at the table and it's like there's skeletons all around like just uncomfortably in people's personal spaces i love them so much my children so you hi hey carrie so word on the street is is you really want to get out of this barrier yeah i mean a w- word everywhere because that's what i tell people <laughs> well yes it's, it's a it's a it's a common phrase anyways <laughs> I am planning to bring that barrier crashing to the down. I have my own reasons. And in the sake of... here, Here's my argument. I feel like you'll understand me, Carrie. You and I, we both lived for like a bajillion years, right? Bajillion, roughly. Yeah, give or take. <laughs> give or take infinity. How are we... How, how long is it going to take us to try to work through our guilt? And I think there's a lot of other people here who have lived for a bajillion years who would have the same problem. Now, I would like to stay in Ilium, so my plan is to take the barrier down, let the people who want to leave leave, including yourself, obviously, and then put it back up so the refugees are safe. Um, I feel like I'm going to be met with some resistance, and so I'm trying to gather, you know, allies to assist in this breaking down of the barrier. I would like you to come join my team. I have a spooky water dude who kind of wants to kill me. I've got an army of skeletons. I've got the rocks. I have Azrael. And I have this cool, God-blessed staff now. <laughs> I think you'd be a great asset, and I think my team is the one you should join. Okay, so I was, um, what's the word? Hesitant at first. When I talked to some other people, uh, they mentioned, you know, you and your 
deal. And I thought, well, there's an angel in the tower. So if we go over there and we start kicking it, he's going to kill us. But no one mentioned the taking the barrier down and putting up a new one, which seems like a really obvious good solution by a clever person that Austin didn't think of. Uh, That's really convincing because that helped me, but it also doesn't screw over everyone else. Not that I was going to put them first, but it does help me. Why don't you make a persuasion with advantage because your argument is very amenable to her. 19 and 24. What the fuck? Yep, 24. (laughs) That's going to do it. Carrie says, I don't have a God bless staff. I don't have an army. I don't have a psychic squid man, but if there's something I can do that will help your good plan, that seems like it helps everyone, and I'm sure it has no sinister consequences. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing how little she leads that on with. But I would argue that Dora doesn't think that it's like, she doesn't think of it as sinister. Like, her mind does not work that way. So Carrie says, what, can you be more specific about something I could do so I could get kind of a ballpark idea? Because I'm not going to fight Warden Light. How how are you at convincing people to do things you want? Because I could use some more allies. I tried to talk Penny into it. She got very upset. The rest of the lilies might be a no-go because their leader is the clone of the your enemy. She's not my enemy. I'm, I'm sure I could talk to her about <laughs> it. I haven't seen her in a few days, but I mean, we were like bros once, right? Your ideological enemy. Yeah. I just don't, I, I, I guess my problem was I may have suggested a mutiny. I don't honestly don't understand why y'all follow Claire. She doesn't seem that powerful. <laughs> Lady Nim, I got. She was like scary. Part of your, like she was from like hell. I don't, I don't get it, but hey. I mean, she's a clone of the person that killed Nim and also the person who killed Nim gave it to her. Is that how that works? You find the leader of the lilies, you just kill the current leader and everyone just does what you say holy crap <laughs> this is why i love this shit that's gonna go down huh i think we're gonna leave it there because carrie needs time to think and also just that i the ideas being broached are juicy left unattended for now um so i get veltari and carrie are gonna spend the night together after some ominous conversations there's, there's the knowledge of, like, I'm going off and I might not come back, but good luck. It's all, all a bit of a weird tone for the night. Okay, well, uh, Dora was just after a day of mostly uh, rejection. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's very upset because she thinks that her her plan is the best plan for everybody. And so frustrated in bed in her pajamas with her skeletons mm-hmm. she's gonna write to Ganny in her diary and be like Ganny I'm doing the best I can I don't know whatever this problem is do you have any advice while you're scribbling away in your journal uh Asriel floats into your room mind flares are too cool to walk <laughs> and he says hello Dora I've been exploring the options that you had asked of me you know your uh, barrier replacement yeah I have good news and bad news. That is kind of my gimmick at this point, somehow. What's the bad news? Uh, Bad news is it is going to be very difficult. Ah, whatever. What's the good news? (laughs) It is possible. You're you're powerful. I'm powerful. You're smart. I'm powerful. I trust you. I think we can do it. 
Okay. Do you want to know the the details? Because I have them. Yeah. Give me the deets. Okay. So there is a spell called Prismatic Wall. Are you familiar? No. It is a giant wall uh, with many layers, like a. I guess. <laughs> like a like a rainbow, fire, ice, wind. Okay. Okay. It is very powerful. In fact, it is of a, a level, a spell level, if you will, equivalent to Wish. You know, you know, genies, you're familiar with Wish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is not amateur hour. This is something that only the best of the best could even contemplate casting. So you. <laughs> Thank you. I am flattered. The problem is, it is, in fact, beyond my skills. Oh. I do not cast magic. As you are aware, I am psychic. Mm. Uh, however, I believe I can recreate the effects of the spell through technology. I am just going to need a lot of power. A, an unthinkable, normally unattainable amount of power. You said normally unattainable. How could we attain it now? Well, we are surrounded by the most powerful magical concentration of energy in the universe. You can use the barrier to make a new barrier. Yes. Barrierception. We're going to need to harness it. Okay, but how would we do that? Well, there is already somebody who is harnessing it. Oh, the warden. Yes, you're familiar with his giant orb of energy? I love a good orb. I need that orb. You need the orb. All right. Uh, If you get to meet the orb, I can make a new barrier. Of course, warden is not going to like you taking his orb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I know. Okay. You asked. I'm trying not to think about it for a while. Okay. Well, uh and then you you kill Angel, you get orb, I fix barrier, your god helps you, maybe fixes your boyfriend's body. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Also, I I take technology when I leave. What technology? The barrier technology? Yeah, I will leave you the orb to make yours, but I will take all my notes and stuff so I can recreate it. And then we will amass giant energy weapons and conquer the galaxy, etc., etc. Well, can you not conquer, like, us, since we're bros? I will run it past the Elder Brain. I appreciate that. But I understand, you gotta do what you gotta do. We're all hustling. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I am going to go back to work. Have fun with your putting off the murders. Thanks, I, 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 I will do my best. All right, so Dora, you're done. Th- you're done th- for the day. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, as soon as she can, Zoe is heading out to Tarsus. Uh, specifically, she is going to see Penny. Penny <laughs> uh, sees you come in, and she's like, "All right, P biz. First thing in the morning, my first P biz. What's up? Uh, you know, it's a." Uh, Never a bad time for some peepers, am I right? She's gonna, like, give a high-five gesture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you feel a tiny little pat on your hand from a tiny scorpion. Hells yeah. Uh, I hope that wasn't, like, a murder stab, though. No, it was a claw. Okay, cool. Uh, Zoe's going to look around, mm-hmm. and she's specifically looking for one item here. She is looking for the mask that Garrick the Great used. It is in Veltari's pocket. Aw, oh, damn. Did did Chris forget that, or is this a fun way for the character? I, no, I no, I legitimately forget. I couldn't remember where that mask was at this point. It, like it, it was a lot of changing stuff, and I, I'm bad at shuffle thing. <laughs> oh well, I, I guess Zoe's going to find Veltari then. All right, you guys, you guys haven't had a scene in a while. What's up? Uh, hey, Veltari, 
Uh, hey, morning. Uh, feels like it's been a while since we've uh, had a had a chat. How how are you doing? Surprisingly well. Like, there's a part of me that thinks something really bad is about to happen behind me because too many good things are happening, kind of right now. But uh, I feel like this is just what not getting shit on by life is like. Maybe. Nice. Uh, enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, keep keep a hold of it. Oh, I was kind of looking for something. Did we know what happened to the mask Eric the Great used? The one that made him, like, physical? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a whole thing. Uh, I gave it to Wolf for a while. Uh, Wolf spent a while as Ilium's superhero. I don't think he actually did much with it, but he did some cool poses uh, on a hillside. It was pretty cool. And then I spoke to him about the whole, uh, yeah, we murdered Garrick and, and I'm not actually Garrick. Sorry. Would I, um, be able to get it from you? Please? What do you need it for? <laughs> I need it to help somebody in Ilium. I'm gonna need you to be a bit more specific, because, like, I was kind of hanging on to this with the quiet little hope of, like, it's a symbol of forgiveness, and one day I can give this to... Wolf on good terms, and he'll, you know, accept it on on the right terms, and everything will be fine. You know, it it has some some symbolic value. Like, I, I can you tell me a bit more about what you're planning? Yeah, and I totally like that you have the symbolic uh, attitude towards it. Um, so I guess I should just be front with it. Um, Robin Rock has not have a physical body. And right now he's getting polymorph cast on him every so often by Claire to give him a physical form, but that only lasts for a brief period of time. Mm -hmm. But the mask gave true polymorph, didn't it? God, I'm so fucking happy someone finally put those pieces together. <laughs> I've been horny for this solution for weeks. <laughs> it's actually a bit different than true polymorph because true polymorph normally does not grant the subject the ability to use their hands or speak, but the mask is able to because of the technology behind it yeah it's not magic it's technology and it actually gives you a new body mm -hmm. <laughs> i put those into play thinking it would be too obvious <laughs> i know that completely flew me past me in and out of character it's taken just a, us a little too long to realize this because we weren't thinking enough about the people outside of, uh, outside of the immediate like avant-garde yeah we weren't thinking about people who weren't our current immediate mission <laughs> I mean, on the on the one hand, it would involve Robin having to wear the mask perpetually, but short of a true polymorph being casted on him and sustained for an hour, it's the most effective solution. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm trying to go for. I mean, it's not a perfect solution, but I think it would make a drastic improvement in someone's life. I agree with you. Here you go. And I hand over the mask. Thanks. And Zoe will uh, give Altari a big hug. I, I give a big hug back and I, I uh, when the hug ends, I just want to say say to to Zoe, like, we've all been running off doing our own things this last day or so. It's It's been a bit all over the place. Um, I don't know if me and Roland have actually told you what we're planning to do. Both me and Roland are going to try and go into the mirrors and leave... Ilium that way. Okay, did you need me to do anything for you guys while you're gone? That would make, well, you in charge of the avant-garde. 
You're looking after the city until your parents get back. Okay, cool. Uh, Well, your parents are out of town. You're in charge. I have real parents now? Man, today's great. (laughs) I don't know what Roland's advice is going to be, but like, I'm going to say the same thing to you that I've said to everyone I've spoken to. Um, There's a lot of tough decisions to be made in Ilium right now, and I can't make them for you, but just do what you think is right and try and stay safe. You guys will get back. I have faith that you guys will be able to get this done. And I have faith that when we get back here, it might be in a better position than it was when we left. Yeah, I mean, like, a bunch of people will probably be a lot happier, hopefully. So, it's gonna be good news when you guys get back. <laughs> I say ominously, as dramatic tensions back back behind it. If a conflict does break out, just just be cautious. We saw what happened last time, and I know you don't want that same thing to happen again, uh, Zoe. Oh, uh, you mean with the sword? Yeah, um, I think I've learned a lot since then, so... I know you have. There's no question about that. If there's anything from my room that you think would help you in your endeavors, you are free to use anything you, that you can find in there. Okay, maybe I'll use the dragon chest board since you use it a lot and it seems to like help people get out of mirrors and stuff, so maybe I can dragon chest all these problems away. <laughs> you might need to practice a bit more, but Winnie is a uh, a fine opponent to play against. Also, Warden Light is fairly adept if you're... Yeah, I guess I should talk to Warden Light at some time. Anyways, I really should get this mask over to uh, Robin, like... You know, any minute now, their lives could change for the better, right? And besides, so you guys have a mirror to get to. Zoe, I just want to say thank you for doing the best you can and showing how much change one person can make in others. Thank you for believing in me. It helped a lot. Whether we return soon or whether it takes a while, I'll be sure to try to return and check on you when I can. Cool beans! I was really expecting, like, a really bad, like, Roland pun to show up somewhere in there. Nah, throwing in too many puns at this moment would be um, a little bit too much of a punishment for this this moment. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Zoe's gonna, like, finger guns Veltari and then run out the door. I forgot what hell was like, and now we're back. (laughs) Pun hell. It looked like she only had time to pun and run, but... And then a meteor hits the town. Oh, dang. Oh, no. And the barrier protects us so we can continue (laughs) making puns. No, it came straight down. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Zoe, are you going to go over to the rocks? They're they're moving their last box of dishes out. You caught them at the last possible moment before they're going to be literally inaccessible to you. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if you were actually going to be at the Hawthorne place, so yeah, if they're, they're still at the Rocks, and she'll go there, and... Yeah, uh, I mean, you wouldn't, know, you wouldn't know that they moved in. Yeah. But you see that, there you see them, Claudia's carrying a box telepathically in front of her, and their house is empty now. Uh, hey, uh, Claudia? Uh, Robin? Is, is Robin there? He makes a big, he turns his entire body into a big hand and waves at you. Hey, hey, Robin, um... I, I think the last time I saw you guys, it was right after Robin got the, the polymorph spell cast on him. And I, I think I mentioned to you guys that I was sorry I I didn't come up with a solution like that earlier for him. I think I might have something to help you guys now, though. And uh, Zoe will pull out the mask and uh, 
show it to, I guess, uh, Robin and, and uh, Claudia and just say, I think the mask does something equivalent to casting like true polymorph on yourself. So if the next time Robin gets polymorph cast on him, if he puts this mask on, he'd be permanently in a human body. Claudia says, what do you want for it? What's the catch? <laughs> uh, nothing. I said I was sorry about not figuring out something better for you guys beforehand, and I figured something out, and I wanted you guys to have it. This is really weird timing, because we had just agreed to help Dora, well, crush you, and so now it's weird for you to show up with, like, a present, although I very much want the present. <laughs> I'm just noting, if this is a trap, it's a very good trap. Well, no, I'm not smart enough to come up with traps. You might not know me enough for that, but I'm really bad at that sort of stuff. And I didn't actually know you were working with Dora on anything, and that doesn't change anything. You guys deserve a happy life, regardless of whether we stand on different sides of this or not. Uh-huh. So you're not going to try to pressure us to join your side and serve an evil god and destroy a bunch of people's lives? You're just going to do a nice selfless thing? That's pretty weird. Uh... I guess I, I'm just trying to help anyone in Ilium the best way I can. And I think I found a good answer for somebody for once. It's not perfect. Like, I know he'll have to always have the mask itself on. But, you know, I can keep trying to look at maybe a better long-term solution, you know. And who knows who will show up to Ilium next? Maybe someone else who can help. I would talk Robin into wearing the devil's skin <laughs> if it helped. I just want, I just want the scene of Robin talking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, we can finally get Robin talking because I'll have to make up a voice for him. It'll be like, Hi, I'm Bowzog! <laughs> Hi, everybody, it's me, Robin Brock! It'll be insufferable and everyone will hate him and he'll have to go back to being a slime. <laughs> now, um, so Claudia is torn because if she wants this very badly, but if she, does, if she accepts it from you, she'll not have the emotional capability of fighting you later. So... Even though, in Zoe's mind, this is a totally selfless, kind thing, it is pretty viciously <laughs> destructive to Dora's plans, which is delicious. Well, I'm just going to come in here and say I never said anything about destroying Zoe to the rocks. In fact, I've said on air several times that Dora's plan is to try and convince Zoe to join her side. But I think a lot of people are assuming it's implicit, especially with the rumors flying around, because you guys have both been recruiting. People are just drawing assumptions. So... Claudia will accept the mask from you. And she kind of look, looks around like expecting a trap or something. She's like, all right, now here's the part where you spring it. <laughs> no? Okay. Have you guys played dragon chess recently? <laughs> Is this a riddle? No, I'm just asking. No. I don't really know what to say right now. I was kind of like expecting you guys to like, I don't know, put the mask on and immediately start making out or something. I, I was going to leave at that point. <laughs> okay. Um, would it be damaged by putting it on Robin? We'll, we'll go experiment. Um, you don't, you don't need to see this. It's going to get sticky. <laughs> I, that's why I said do the polymorph first and then the, 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 the mask. Yeah. Thank you, Zoe. No problem. Happy to help. And, um, I hope you guys are really happy with it. And I will catch you on the flip side, because I don't want to see you guys making out. 
No offense. <laughs> we'll vote for you for mayor or whatever you're doing. <laughs> you see like a like a dream situation of Zoe with like a sash that just says mayor and she's so satisfied with it. like, ah. Yeah, I think that's like a separate rumor going around is that you're, all this stuff is just a publicity stunt that you're trying to run for mayor. <laughs> so the rocks are going to go back to Hawthorne House. They're still moving in with Dora, but they, what I'll say about the situation is in addition to next episode, us exploring Robin body which is not how i wanted to phrase that <laughs> jesus uh they'll just explicitly not be open to anything harmful to zoe which once again theodore isn't yet open to that it's just Azrael who's asking for it and you can you can just keep procrastinating on it there's no reason why you have to do what he says i feel like veltari's now done everything she wants to do before it's time to head for the mirror all right so veltari and roland are you guys gonna head to the sacrum for the final leg of your your ilium adventure yeah i am up for this yeah so you guys enter the sacrum you knock on the door martis answers he leads you guys upstairs he tells you that grace is on the roof <laughs> there's like a an attic latch kind of thing and there's like a ladder that goes up there and you guys no one has ever been up here i was expecting one of the several characters who can fly to just come up here and just like poke the orb at some point this season but no one has <laughs> so at the top of the, the tower which is the first time the audience is seeing it is it's a giant flat surface in the middle there's like a pedestal with an enormous orb on it and you guys have to stay on the dark half of it because if you stood in the light half you would be blinded (laughs) so you're like slowly walking around the back part of it kind of comical because it's moving so slowly it's not like it's chasing you but you have to close your eyes until you get to the dark half grace is behind it she has some stuff set up some crystals she's like channeling magic from the orb into the mirror she has like her goggles on and she's checking some some facts and figures but as you guys walk up she says uh oh hey i'm uh i think i got it if you guys are ready um worst case scenario it disintegrates you i guess but that's probably not going to happen uh can either of you fly because once you get out of the mirror you're probably going to want to head right to the barrier which most efficiently would just be leaping off this and triumphantly flying out the barrier are either of you capable of that uh yes i am can i just like hold on to your feet roland <laughs> I, I can carry you on the way down. That is not going to be a problem. Okay, cool, cool. All right. I'm so glad we got to foreshadow the fireman's carry Griffin flight because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Grace in character saying, like, it's just going to be really good. I have a feeling about it. So I, I have a couple of questions quickly before we before we do this. Um, mm-hmm. So with with the, the mirrors you were making before, the whole deal was... One person goes in, it is a prison for that one person, they they leave when conditions are met, that's, you know, that's how it worked. Uh, if you wanted to reform two people, you'd have to do that as two separate things. Is that still the case with these mirrors? Um, no, so I changed it because you guys told me how it all works and you need a, you need a buddy to help you, you know, therapy your way through the stuff. And then when you leave, you have to leave right away so you don't get any more guilt and so you can't we can't do one person in and then they come out and then the other person go in with them and then they'll get more guilt because what happens in there you know it's a it's a whole thing and also the enchantment sticks with you no matter where you go um because you just take the the magic inside yourself and there can be an infinite number of people in the world with magic inside themselves all along (laughs) okay yes so long story short you it's buddy system two of you go in your stuff's gonna happen and then you guys work through it and then you come out together and Neither of us leaves unless we both sort our stuff. Correct. Roland, are you sure that 
you want me to go in there with you. Because I have no doubt of you getting out of here, but... What's the matter? <laughs> Is the regional expert in breaking people out of jails <laughs> having second thoughts for once? The executive vice president of Mirror Bustin? The, the, the chief, the chief break people out of jail officer? Uh, breaking other people out of, out of these jails is fine. Uh, I can't break myself out, and, uh, don't know if anyone can break me out. That's kind of the problem. The path to self-peace and redemption is one that takes a lot longer than simply just walking to a mirror. This process, more likely than not is significantly easier for those who begin on the path to that sort of self-peace and self-reflection. I've been on it for almost as long as I've been here in some cases, more more sternly when Warder showed up. And I could tell that in your case that you've been on the same path in your own way ever since we had the talk. And so if anyone is going to be able to get either of us out. I think we're both equally equipped to help the other in this case. You know what, Roland? I reckon it's time for us to break into prison just so we can break back out of prison. Alright, so Veltari and Roland, you guys, I assume, take each other's hands and get ready to reach out and touch it so you can be transported together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you go towards it, uh, Mardis just says real quick to you, so, um, it takes a while to, like, acclimate to it? I... Like, when you guys saw me, I had been there for a long time, so I was very good at controlling it. At first, it's hard, because your subconscious is going to want to do stuff. Anyway, you'll see when you get there. I just want to let you know not to be scared if you, you can't control it at first, because people aren't really used to being that close to their subconscious. Does that make sense? I, I'm okay with that. Uh, I hope Roland's okay with the freaky shit he's going to see in there coming out of my brain. <laughs> I have ways of ensuring that the fear does not overtake us. <laughs> you, you say that, but when when you start seeing like all of my like dirty carry fantasies coming to the surface and manifesting, I sorry in advance. That's what you're scared of me seeing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. They're very dirty. A, they're very dirty. B, it's called humor. We're probably going to need it when everything gets a bit dark in there. There'll be plenty of time for us to have laughs. And I think even while we're in here, we're going to find many opportunities for that. Trust me, it's just something about you that seems to carry with you. All right, let's do this. And I grab Roland's hand and stop heading for the mirror. All right, Veltari and Roland reach out and touch the mirror and they disappear. Meanwhile, the rocks get back to... Hawthorne house and they go up to one of the many rooms in there and they're probably gonna you know experiment with the mask and then come out and show Dora Robin's new body but in the meantime Dora you just got the the news from Azrael are you doing anything else before I was just chilling all right so you're just you're just chilling in your in your big room just there's skeletons all around they're like serving you nice pastries or something and a skeleton comes into you while you're just kind of sitting at your table and comes and gets you because someone's at the door is it like a peephole can I just look out my window yeah, yeah, okay, if you want to just run to the window and look. Yes, because I don't want to, like, go to the front door and then, like, be punched in the face or something. Yeah, you run over to the window and you look out and you see someone's on your doorstep and they're wearing a cloak to hide who they are. Oh, so it's clear. The meaningful pause that I'm going to leave in the edit. Uh, is that enough feet for me to do message? 
Yeah. You want a message? I'm going to message. What do you want? All right. You send a secret message to the person on your doorstep. You say, what do you want? And they respond, I want to help. Who are you? Can you just open the door? Uh, I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm going to go downstairs and keep a safe distance from the door and have a skeleton open the door for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love how paranoid you are. It's very good. Uh, the, the skeletons throw back the doors and the f- figure walks in their heads down. So you can't see their face and they're like full body cloak <laughs> and they walk into your house and a voice says, why are you being so weird? I don't know who to trust. Who are you? It's me. And she throws back her hood and it's Grace Rosemary. As always, I'd like to thank Overclocked Remix for our theme music, including Acoustic Jam at the Lucifer Alpha, arrangement of Biohazard from Snatcher, Vampire Spanker, an arrangement of Vampire Killer from Castlevania, and Destiny Forgotten, an arrangement of Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of September 2017 are Kerstin Haslinger, Jade, Extellaris, Joseph Tombrello, The Cult of Gorfanax, Dr. Goatman, Irving Royale, Ken Fersel, Andrew Grothen, Paul Mullen, Levi the Young, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Kevin Dobbins, Anthony Sauvier, Ziphasurus, Elderly Goose, Salad Child, Sarah Stone, Thorsten Gross, Devin Smith, Castor UK, Aki Savalainen, Iso, The Paladin's Wife, Florian H., Charm Wilkie, Komano the Komenu, The Future Mr. and Mrs. Hadsel, Dominic Bowden, Melissa Nielsen, Don, Eugene T., Connor Reynolds, Sarah Likens, Pruitt Holcomb, Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol, Francois V., Shyness, Dennis Pancake Detlefson, Ripter Stormwolf, Miko from Finland, Dennis Bangston, Josh Mosier, and Dingo Van Dane, Allison Ansel, Sydney Marzing, Justa Jester, John Potts, Savard and Akrasimova, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stulfar, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlo, Jorrit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, and Ingmar Gremmen. If you want to join this list and help support the show, you can find me at patreon.com slash austinyorski. You can also find Chris at patreon.com slash recap, and you can help support Laura by finding her work at kotaku.co.uk. If you want to help support the show indirectly, you can always find us on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, and probably like a hundred other places. And subscribe, comment, rate, share, or if you're listening to this in the far future, uploading it to your neural network. 
And if you're listening to this in the far, far, far future, I hope you're enjoying the HBO 2 adaptation of this season, although I think it's strange they cast Shia LaBeouf Jr. in the role as Robin. Not my first choice, but I respect the artistic integrity of our alien overlords, who I hope will be resurrecting me shortly so that we can record season 8. That's the sex season.